0: go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. hello and welcome to the empowered wisdom show this is your host Molly McCartney and today our theme is talking about how competition is a myth now we're talking in terms of business development and you know competition in in business as entrepreneurs and in other ways but I like to also frame that as competition in life um, sometimes our intellect uh, which is our egos mindset can convince us that there's something that we have to compete about, you know compete with out there um, when in fact our spirit's gonna always guide us to listen to that inner voice and and kind of quiet the noise of that fear of competition. Uh, My guest, Kelly McNichol, is a business consultant coach, and she does some other things with mindset and brand strategy, but she's been through a lot that has shown her that the only thing that's important in life is that we follow our path with our highest integrity, do our best, and um, that really works out for her. So she's got a powerful story to share today, and I'm looking
1: forward to getting to know her. So welcome, Kelly. How are you? I'm great, Molly. Thank you for having me on uh, today's episode, and I'm looking forward to digging into uh, all the good stuff. Awesome, sounds good. Well, why don't we
0: start where we usually start? Uh, Let us know a little bit about yourself and what you do as a business consultant coach, and I know there's more to it than that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, well, myself, I'm a mom. I'm a mom to three kids under thirteen. I am a widow and I'm an entrepreneur. And so I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. I've been coaching and consulting for around nine years now. And I got into it because I was through different jobs. I had consulting pieces. I realized I was kind of like the fixer of all things. Uh, People would really come to me and say like, help, you know, we've grown too fast. We don't know what to do or things are a mess, or this needs reorganizing. Um, So I would do that, um, and then really dug into marketing and, and things like that. And then, of course, through the successes of other businesses that I helped, and then the businesses that I started for myself, people started coming to me within those industries or others and asking for a consultation. And I realized that what I loved most was really building and creating businesses and helping people succeed. Because as you mentioned, I don't believe in competition. And I truly believe that we can set or define our own market instead of trying to fit into one. And that's actually the best way to succeed. So we're always innovating um, in what we're doing and we should always be learning. And like I tell people all the time, um, you know, part of that non-competition thing. And, and like you said, if we let our kind of intuition and spirits guide us, I always say, some people like have these vision boards and they put up pictures and they know exactly what the house is gonna look like, all those things. But even if you don't, even if you're just more of uh, like how I was, you know, I knew what I wanted my life to look like. I knew I wanted to be a mom. I knew I wanted to be married. I wanted to own a house. I wanted to be a self-employed. If you get up and you show up, in whatever way that you can for that day, and you do it with intention and you stay rooted in your values and your mission, then you will always find yourself exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm.
0: Amen. And that's how I like to do things myself. So I like to hear that. It's like, I'm just sitting here. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Amen. (laughs) Uh, I think it's so important, especially for our spiritual and intuitive business owners out there that you know you've got to you know spirit is your boss, and, and I think that's true of any any entrepreneur if you're called into. doing your own work and not kind of following in line with with other structures. you've got to listen to that inner voice and you've got to listen to that um, kind of higher self that that guided you to it or else you, you might end up feeling lost quite a bit, so I, I love that that that's how you share with people and that's how you work on mindset. So can you share a little bit about what brought you to this work? You've been an entrepreneur for a very long time. Um, Did you do other things before you did the business coaching or was it always in line with business development?
1: No, actually, yeah, I've done, I did a lot of service industry-based things. So working in bars and restaurants and um, events. um, And actually, I really thought in my 20s that I was going to start an events company And so when I thought about it though, and I thought about what my vision is, even though it wasn't like, you know, I had the picture of the exact house or I didn't, you know, the dress I'd wear when I got married, I didn't have that kind of visual, but I just looked and I thought, well, as the mom that I want to show up to be, the kind of events that I felt suited most to do would have been, you know, weddings and things like that. And those are nights and weekends and it just didn't really fall into my vision of what my day-to-day life would look like when I grew up. Right. I'm still growing up, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had to kind of scrap that idea. And of course, realize that none of that would do. And I'd been having some experience in businesses, um, cause I come from a family of entrepreneurs, um, and then just through connections. And I guess they recognized in me this organizational piece, this, um, you know, kind of thought leader, innovative um, marketing piece, like I really understood those things. So I did end up taking a lot of courses and, and things in to further my knowledge in marketing, in sales and all those pieces. And they just kind of, it just all clicked. And then, like I said, people started coming to me for advice. My mentors and coaches started sending people to me to help their clients in specific areas. They might've been stuck in And that's just kind of when I realized like everything that I've been doing right has brought me to this point it's showing me right where I'm at so none of that is wasted time I always say you can't fail right as long as we're learning from what it is, you're learning a skill if if nothing else you're learning what you don't want and that's super important as well knowing what we don't want is just as important. So I just really fell in love with being able to help people create that life for themselves. Um, so I don't make any giant promises. I mean, you, everybody's goals are their goals. Uh, where you're starting at is a different place, but I do believe you can take any business and really any area of your of your life and craft it to be what you want. It's not going to happen overnight, but again, if you show up with intention, you stay rooted in your values. We don't exactly know how it's going to unfold for us. And that's the beauty in business and everything. What's super exciting is the stuff you're going to learn. And so then go, man, I resonate so much with this piece over here. I'm going to do this. You're not scrapping everything you did before. Without all of that, you couldn't be where you are today. And without continuing on that path, you you won't get to where you're supposed to be going forward. So that's where my journey really like led me to. And I love this piece. Like I don't ever get bored of it. And because I do business strategy, I get to help people in all the areas of the business, which satisfies my kind of multi-passionate nature, my desire to not have things look the same every single day. Some people love that kind of predictability. And I just don't, I thrive in the other part of it, you know, where things are, evolving constantly and every day looks different.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I hear you. Yeah. And,
0: and I, I just, that was just great advice that you, you put out there uh, just in terms of, continually learning and not judging ourselves if something doesn't go the way that we planned. Uh, I know a lot of my clients will have this attitude of I tried this or I follow my intuition here and it didn't work. It's like, there's no such thing as it not working. The path is the less you know, the lesson is the path and the path is the lesson. So, um, and it's, there's always blessings mixed into that. And I think you illustrated that really, really nicely with that. So, and, and you're also serving as an example, you know, leading by example, having that experience yourself and being able to see the abundance
1: and the beauty in that. So yeah, you, it is uh, about showing ourselves grace too, right? So when you just yes. choose to show yourself grace and others, I mean, you have to give others grace as well, but when you choose to show yourself grace, which is really hard to do, especially actually, I don't want to say, especially for women, that's not true because we've been discounting men. We just do it in different ways, but we mm. don't show ourselves enough grace and we sometimes, um, put a lot of stock into something and yeah, it can be disheartening when something doesn't turn out as you thought it would, but if you can step back for a second and just take a breath, breath and show yourself the grace and then sit there and go, okay, like, what can I learn from this? What did I learn from this? Where am I today as a result of it, you know? And that's that's a big part of like how grace will help you to do that, you know. But you have to pause and do that. And that was actually my mantra for last year was show myself and others grace because I would put a ton of stuff on my plate too and just create these insurmountable task lists that you know were just self imposed anxiety and stress in my world. So. You know, we have to stop that too. <laughs> yes,
0: that's a great point. We can tend to do that. I know I have my to-do lists everywhere, and I have to consolidate them every once in a while. And eventually, I just start de- you know, deleting stuff. I'm like, if I haven't, if I plan to do that, that my mind planned to do it, but my intuition didn't tell me to. And it's been months. Like, let's just take the pressure off and like let the universe take care of some of this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not all necessary. It feels like I do remember telling somebody they're like take some things off your list and i'm like but i can't because everything on this list is super like it's all critical and then now i look back on it in a calmer time in my life um cuz things were more chaotic at certain points and realize like that was just a ridiculous thing to say and whenever i start to actually think that in my brain i step back and i actually i i i have like this blueprint that that i share with people and i've taught like a master class on it of like just literally writing down and taking into account your whole person, right? So, whether you're a mom or not, whatever it is, all the responsibilities and things you have in your world, and the things that you want to do for yourself, is there? Like, is there's only so many hours in a day? So, can you actually get it all done? If you can't, right? Then, like, let's take some things off the list because not everything is critical. And sometimes, maybe it's hard to see that, but if you just put some things aside and go, okay. I want to do X, all these like things, but these are the top priorities. And so it's constantly about reprioritizing when we get stressed. And then eventually that just becomes habit. And so when you do that, you're leaving yourself this wiggle room for all the stuff that's going to come into your day-to-day life. That's unexpected. All the things that you are learning along the way to go, actually, I don't want to do that one thing anymore. So that can come off the list. Right. Right. There's just so much more beauty. And now you get to enjoy your time and your moments more because you're not stressing about the hundred thousand things you need to do. You're honed in on what the specific things are that really are going to move the needle in your personal life or your business life, you know, whatever that is.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and it—you sound like a ninja master when it comes
1: to your energy in that in
0: that in that way. And I know it's hard one.
1: <laughs> I work I, on it a lot. I can't—I'm nowhere near mastered yet, but I strive <laughs> to 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 get better at it
0: constantly. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes—constant awareness and constant practice. We're never done. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, great, great insight on that. And and I know that you've been through some really difficult things on top of you know maintaining your business. It sounds like you you've been building it, but maintaining it and, and making it even better. Um, and do you mind sharing a little bit about your personal loss recently? That was really difficult, and how you sort of held it together and implemented these these wisdoms that you're sharing today, even in the midst of, you know, having a husband that was very ill and then the loss of him at the same time as taking care of your family?
1: Yeah, of course. And, you know, a quick backstory was before that moment happened, I did have to manage my time and my schedule and really learn to operate as a solo parent. A lot of the time, my late husband was military. There were some years that he was gone, you know, maybe 70% of the years. So everything I did Having three children during that time, you know, starting a new business, segueing into what I do now, everything I did, all their activities, I really had to think about planning it, um, you know, as a solo parent. So I I knew I couldn't take things on that maybe I couldn't handle because you never knew like uh, being a military spouse to any of you who are out there, you know, that things can change at the drop of a hat. It looks like they're home a lot and then they get deployed, right? So that piece I felt... When my husband did fall ill that I was prepared for that. So I joined him on a business trip and we were actually in Hawaii and we went a few days early and enjoyed the North of the Island. And it was beautiful and it was fantastic. And then we check into the hotel we have to be at. And his first day of meetings, he comes back. I say home, but it's to the hotel room early. I'm positive. He's having a stroke. He's trying to self-diagnose fast forward. We bring him to the hospital he was having seizures, and so he was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer while we were out there. So we had to be medically evacuated back home uh, to Ottawa, we were living at the time. And of course, my whole world fell apart. He was just forty-five. I was forty-two, and our children were three, five, and seven. And it was it was so scary. And of course, I'm. This is happening. I'm literally as far away from home as I could, you know, possibly be. Um, and so to almost two years of, um, surgeries, hoping for the best, hoping that he would be the 1%, um, and, um, radiation and chemo and all those things, of course, with the three young children at home, we had just been posted to a new place that we'd only been there a couple months. Thankfully that location was a little bit closer to where my parents are. So at least there was like easier to connect with family and, and, and be able to go see them and things like that. But It was super stressful and it was difficult to watch him go through that. Um, I couldn't give my children the time um, and attention that I normally would. But thankfully, my mother was available to help. But I knew that my husband needed me in that time. And I knew as much as I hoped for different that it would be short lived. And two years felt like a super long time and I never wanted him to leave. But I knew that I wanted to give him everything, you know, and support him in every single way. And so that's what I did. And it was super hard. I was very open and communicative with the children. Um, so not telling them more than they could handle at their young age, but never lying to them. So really thinking hard on the language that we would use with them. I, whether the school wanted it or not, I involved them in it. We, I would hold meetings with like the board of all the teachers and all the things and say, this, what's going on at home. And this is the language we're using to describe it. This is what our children know because whether they wanted the power or not, if my kid was having a rough day or a rough week, the teacher should be able to console them or talk to them and not feel like they don't know what to say or do. So I gave them the tools to do that. So just thinking about all of those pieces and frantically going to appointments and managing medications and doing research and, food, health, and all of these things so that at least he could feel his, the best he could at any time. So I kind of made myself frantic over that. And I lived in a fight or flight mode. I get very animated when I talk about, I could go right back to that place for a really long time. And, but what I did learn through it, which, you know, not that I necessarily, you know, it's a wonderful gift to have, but um, I could have done without it, you know, Mm. (laughs) Um, you know, it is about the journey. And if you love somebody and um, you say that you're a part of their lives, then, you know, you've, you have to find the beauty in all of it. And um, because no, none of us are getting out of here alive. Right. So Mm -hmm. I had to find the beauty in the death. I had to find the beauty in the love that we shared and the relationship evolution and know that his, you know, the life in his body was leaving, but it did not erase the whole life and I wouldn't let it. So that illness time it's, it's there, but it's nothing that we focus on. Um, I, I took pictures then of the kids with him and I don't know why I kept them, but it's, it's the spirit of the person is always there with us and everything that we've created is still here. Right. I continue to build on it. Um, and so it was a gift to learn that piece. Am I afraid of death still? Yes. I do not want to die, but it's deep in my understanding of, you know, what that piece looks like. Um, the end of their life here on earth with us I had to find the beauty in that. And so I've lost a lot more people along the way that were very important in my life, but this is what carries me through. And this mm-hmm. is what I hope to you know that my children learn as well that they saw the love that we shared they saw the compassion and all the care that I gave to him and understand why I was maybe less present for them at that time but also understand that this is this is part of our life's journey yeah
0: absolutely it's uh it's it is a passage just like birth is a passage so is death and in between, we have our ups and downs and the illnesses and the dark nights of the soul. And there's a lot of wisdom that we discover in those times. And it sounds like, you know, it built upon the wisdom you were already gaining and looking at things that way is one way to kind of come out the other side of something like that. You know, after the grief clears a little bit, it's never gone completely, but you're still able to pick yourself up and and do your best to thrive. And so it's not been that long, but yet that's
1: something that you've been focused on lately. Is that right? Yeah. And I mean, I should say too, I'm not at my best to every single day and it doesn't ever really go away. And, and, you know, there's, I'm raising kids and one of them is a 13 year old now. So, um, you know, there's say lots no more. of, days, there's lots of things. <laughs> really sucks. Actually, we had a great sense of humor, and we used to always joke that uh, if we lived through the teen years with our kids, we'd, we'd probably live to a 100. <laughs> and I remember sitting on these chairs. I, we, I have another house along the south shore of here, and we would sit in these chairs by this window, and I would sit, you know, I said, babe, we always said if we made it through the teenage years, we'd live to where 100. I said, I feel like this is quite the elaborate scheme to get out <laughs> of the teenage years. <laughs> oh. I think you took, I think you've taken it a little, little too far and I'm honestly a little terrified for the teenage years now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and so here I am. And so occasionally I look up and talk to him and say like, you know, it's a bit of a jerk move, but whatever.
0: (laughs) That's important to have that, that communication that those emotional cords never get severed. So I think it's beautiful that you have that sense of humor with him still. And I think that's very inspiring for those out there that you know worry like, oh, is it okay if I have this kind of acceptance in a way with the death, or that I'm not drowning in the grief? That that's one way to heal is to to say they're still there, they're still listening, and uh, they're still supporting us as best they can on the other side. So that's a, a beautiful testimony to that. <laughs> so you know, since then and during that, you know, you're a tough cookie, obviously you know, you mentioned your greatest success and listening to your intuition and kind of following this path of wisdom for yourself is that you decide the work you do and the way you do it to bring impact and income. So that that's something that probably experiencing a loss like that kind of Drilled in even deeper that you know our time is limited, the only time we have truly is the present, you know the past, we can worry about it or regret it the future, we can. have anxiety about it, or you know, try to over plan, but when you decide you know wake up each day and decide what you do, can you share how that is present for you, you know these days that that's your greatest success and and walking the life, the way that you do.
1: Well, I think that I've always been a person who just kind of gets up and goes and certainly um I feel a responsibility to um to my husband, you know, still I always will because because I'm the mother of his children because we've built all of this there's a responsibility that I feel I have to him, to our marriage still, to our family that I'm still I'm in charge of, right? So there's that piece. And of course, you know, we were the older kids. We always knew we'd end up with the parents or whatever. So we're, we're the caretakers of everybody. My house is always the houses that, you know, the people come to, we welcome everybody. It's always full. I I'm Italian. I cook for an army, so it's good when they show up, you know, so there's that piece. And I need to set a good example for my children Um, is also another piece, which is always there. But of course, there's that pressure. So the reverse kind of happens now is how do I take that pressure off myself? Because I know that I'm the sole person responsible for everything that I've built. And people would say to me, oh, you're so strong. And I would sit there and go, well, what other choice do you have? And I've realized that some people, um, it's they can't make that choice. They stay in that grief. It's hard. They let everything crumble apart around them. But I'm I just don't have that in me. Like I could, but then I, would you know, super, duper regret it. Um, so I don't. So, and then when I went and shifting into my business more and focusing on that, it just, I felt more compelled to really spread the word that, you know, you can do anything that you want. I want people to feel empowered because, and it's not like if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's literally not even like if i can do it but i you can do it you know and i want people to feel that i want them to feel that empowerment i want them to know it's okay to feel like crap some days or to feel like they screwed something up and then find the wisdom and the and the learning piece in it and give themselves the grace and then push on forward and i want people to feel like they have control over their lives because i've had pieces that really felt like the control was taken away from me and you know I can't control everything, but I can control what I do and what I put out into the world. And what we put out is what's going to come back to us. So you can say my husband being sick and dying young was unfair. I do understand now that there's, it's not really about fair. It's just about what, what our path and our journey is. Right. But we can control the here and today. So tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So what are you going to do with your life today? Right. And what is what is the legacy? Like every day is your opportunity to build upon the legacy, right? So how are you adding to your legacy today? If I died tomorrow or tonight, what is left behind? Did I make it better today? Did I make it worse, right? For me, for others, that's really where my drive is. And now that everybody's shifted to this online space, there's so much noise coming people's way. There's so many empty promises, And it breaks my heart to watch people invest into things. And there's nobody really there looking out and caring for them. There's nobody really guiding them along the way. They're just trying to sell something and then give you a piece. And so, I don't know, I guess I just like to protect everybody, take care of everybody in my personal and business life. So that's where my mission is on all levels, is to help people make you feel empowered. And if you feel a little lost or confused, then, let me be your sounding board. Let me have this overhead look and kind of say, "Look down there, like see that opening over there. You know that's where you fit in. You know, you could do this thing. This is exciting, so I just want to empower them. I want them to feel excited and I want them to feel like they have control over everything they can have control over. Mm-hmm. I love that and And what I'm hearing, and I you know
0: definitely correct me if i'm wrong is you you prefer the mentorship aspect because there's a lot of you know sales and coaching out there but when you actually are mentoring people and and being that full human with them and sharing not only your experience but your mindset uh, advice and your wisdom Um, It's a different level of guidance and, and you have that passion for it. I just recognized it in you because that's, that's myself as well. I'm like, that's what it's about for me. Um, And I think maybe the world needs a few more
1: of us out there (laughs) in the world of noise. (laughs) And, And then don't get me wrong. I'm a total like geek on like the data and the analytics and like, you know, I can spot, I can sit there like, you know, and just be like, okay, here's how you need to market. Here's where you're going. This is what your messaging looks like. Like, you know, I gather the information from people and then I help them sort it out and go, okay, this is the way to go. So I do love numbers and data and all those things. And I really straddle those two sides a lot. So when I say I do coaching and consulting, I, I really do both pieces with my clients and I should add empowerment in there, you know, for sure, because I do so much of that. Um, I, people, people can't leave feeling that empowerment. So it's not just this this sense and mindset piece, but I'm giving you tools, not just a strategy or a template. I'm giving you the tools, right? I'm teaching you a method of being able to think for yourself and do for yourself and not just chase all the shiny things and giving you basically the permission to give yourself to feel empowered, to go for it and do it on your terms.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. That sounds perfect so you mentioned you know with all of the success and with what you do that you're you pick one thing a year to improve upon and you said this year it's consistency with your self-care so can you share what that's been like for you and and what you're i mean obviously you're very driven very passionate and you got a lot going on in your personal life Um, but how that's been going for you and what's still challenging you about taking care of yourself on a regular basis
1: Uh, I think I'm somebody who doesn't tend to focus on myself, you know, and I, I'm not alone in this. I know there's tons Mm -hmm. of people out there going, yeah, it's not easy. You know, there's, there's always somebody who, who needs us or feel like there's something we can do. And of course, you know, I have some real estate, so, you know, I'll, I'll give up, you know, whatever, you know, I'll skip a workout to go do wherever, um, stress, you wear stress, Um, there's physical signs of it. I, I shrunk an inch and a half in the first six months of my husband's diagnosis, like literally went to the doctor in October and it was five foot six. And then I went in April and I was five foot, four and a half did all the x-rays, bone density, all the thing I compressed my own spine. I was wearing the stress. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still trying to gain back some of my height, which is hard as I'm aging, I'm getting closer to 50 and we're shrinking. So I'm trying to balance it all. And there's menopause and all these wonderful things. And stressful teenagers, and so the one thing I try to do consistently, even if I don't necessarily get to work out as often as I want, is the is doing some meditation. Is really something that helps me feel grounded. I love yoga. Um, you know, I do like some Pilates, but yoga is really the place where I I manage to kind of conquer a lot of goals for myself. Just feeling centered, um, more open mentally, physically. Um, and so like this year I signed up and I'm taking some rowing classes. Um, I'm not a great sailor, but I'm going to be, um, sailing and racing more this year. We live on the Atlantic ocean here. So lots of opportunity for that. So I am basically, if it's not a scheduled thing and other people are reliant on me uh, for it, there's, I have a lot of excuses. So how I counter it for myself is I enroll myself in with a group and be like, well, you can't let all those people down. So you have to (laughs) show up and do this kind of physical activity. I will not do aerobics. I'm not coordinated enough for it. I'll be the girl pointing the wrong way, doing the wrong move, but a sport I can do. So I am choosing to like, that's the only way that I know how to do it is to get involved in something where it's kind of like a team effort. And if I don't show, then I'm letting other people down, which is hard for me to do. So that's how I counter it for myself. Some people are super motivated. They get up, they do the workout every day. And that's wonderful for me. If I can drink my green juice in the morning, take my vitamins, you know, and then t- partake in these sports and do a meditation, that is really the limit to what I will like self and because I will find a gazillion I will I will edit somebody else's bio I will craft a marketing strategy for I will do everything to avoid doing a workout <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so common we resist getting in our bodies and doing the things that well workouts are not always what we think our bodies want but we're so happy our bodies are like yes you use the energy you circulated thank you so much so it's you know we tend to Many of us tend to kind of shy away from that. But it sounds like just finding time for just pleasure too in your body. Um, uh, because you get that, you know, yay feeling when you're in your mind and solving problems. But it is about a whole body wellness and a whole body self-care. So I pulled a few yeah. cards for you, if you wouldn't mind me sharing that.
1: Oh my goodness, I'd love
0: to. Awesome. Well, definitely, for you, it is about discipline. Uh, That's obvious. I've got my wild woman card, and that there's a very unique way that you can kind of discipline your time and create that space for for more meditation for feeling your emotions for for processing. The the times in between, and so, yes, the workouts are good and the activities, but I think those times in between uh, kind of stand out as as something that would bring more balance to the busy mind. um, And also help um, process the emotions from everything that you've been through so you're definitely coming out of a time of gaining a lot of perspective and moving into a time of really trusting your inner voice um, much more. Deeply. So I've got my um, seer card, which is all about trusting your intuition. Um, so there may be some challenges that come up um, with your self care that when you make the decision to do it from that, like, Yes, you have 40 things that you want to do today at the office, but you need to just go take that walk, take that hike or go, um, you know, kayak on the river. That's the kind of things I'm seeing Um, and be with nature just quietly. Um, I feel like there's a, a big spike in your intuition when you do things like that. Have you found that to be true?
1: yes i have i definitely have and you know it it is uh difficult for me to find those times but yes i have specific particularly when i go to my other house which is like basically it's a village on the ocean and the minute i get out there and smell the sea air and take the dog for a walk and i see all the stars because i'm in the city here during the school year with the kids and there we don't there's a lot of light pollution so when i can see those stars and smell the sea air I do get just more centered and creative and yeah, for sure.
0: So I I think my, my one bit of guidance that comes in through the cards is when you're working and you have options, it's, you might hear a little voice go step outside right now, take a left and walk down the street. And it's like that kind of thing that just. Try, try it out, see what happens um, and kind of go along for the ride. I feel like that's going to bring you some of these desires for that deep sense of presence with yourself that you're wanting with the self-care goals um, and also honoring the emotional side that sometimes just getting complete with your emotions can help lower that stress and and make you feel as if you're showing up uh, more, more, more regularly for yourself or just in more, more powerful way. Um, there is something that that happens here because you have a very strong intellect and you're really good at what you do. Um, it may fight against you a little bit, or you may struggle with. Well, I can't make the things happen that I want to make happen if I'm then, you know, taking a break and walking down the street or going. I, I'm seeing more hiking, more hiking and, and nature stuff. Um, but just do what you need to do. Meditate. Um, work your tools to quiet that mind so that, again, it's about just taking that time to be present. It could start with 10 minutes a day and go up to 30 minutes a day, or just, I recommend making it throughout the day, making it a lifestyle that you work in that quiet, the quietude, as it's called solitude and quiet time at the same time to get into your inner witness, because at the end, this is going to help with some negative self-talk or some feelings of Like feelings like maybe you're, you're, I mean, I'm getting my curse card as the outcome, which means eliminating self-talk. So any negativity in your own mind about your life or about who you are or what you deserve, um, that's really the goal of quieting the mind. So I hope that resonates with you.
1: (laughs) thank you thank you very much for that
0: (laughs) yeah you're welcome and we're we're all working on this to some degree so a lot of transformation coming up for you and it's really that's the next level is is being able to be quiet and and be with with all of that internal stuff um so (laughs) awesome thanks for letting me share that today
1: thank you i appreciate it
0: you're welcome so where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about you online
1: uh, well, you can go look for me on Facebook, Kelly McNichol. Um, you can go to my website, kellymcnichol.com. So K-E-L-L-E-Y-M-C-N-I-C-O-L-L.com. Those are the two places. And of course, I often have, um, like currently, I have a mastermind uh, coming up, which is a fantastic program where we dig into all areas of your business and really help you lean into that CEO role of really your business and your life. Again, I always like to to kind of treat and handle the whole piece. Um, You know, as entrepreneurs, it's not one dimensional. And most of the time, that's why we become entrepreneurs, right? So I have that. And of course, I have lots of free resources. So feel free to send me a message and ask for any of the resources that I have available. Ask any questions. I love answering questions. So I'm an open book always. So DM me, you know, I'm on Instagram as well as Kelly McNichol. So any of those places. And of course I have a podcast as well. That's out. Nice. What's it called? It's called the shift with Kelly McNichol and it's on all the RSS feeds. You can also find it on YouTube. Cool. Awesome. Well,
0: check it out, guys. And thank you, Kelly, for being here today. It's been a really great day. Oh, thank you for having
1: me, Molly. I really appreciate uh, spending time with you.
0: You're welcome. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career, and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three. Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.